0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all.
1: the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher.
2: And I'm Terry Kennedy. Hiya, Terry. Hey, how you doing? Where are we going today? <laughs> well, our focus today... Is on the world according to God.
1: The world according to God. That's a provocative title.
2: Well, yeah, and specifically, (laughs) we're going to focus on the power of the spoken word. Yeah, as in, let there be light. Yep, (laughs) and everything that came after that. Which is pretty
1: much everything. Pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) Anyway, today, as we jump right into our program with typically very little preamble, We do want you listening to know that we are going to shake things up just a little bit. Um, Oh, (laughs) Oh, don't Mm -hmm. worry, Brother Terry. Okay. There won't be any major changes, no speaking in tongues or anything like that.
2: Though, uh, some of our listeners <laughs> might actually prefer if we spoke a little Spanish or some other language. Yeah, I know,
1: but that's a topic for another day. Okay. Today, since our friend and contributor, narrowly Duffy, is sitting right here right now. Hi, Narrowly. Hi. <laughs> Hi, <Nerrily. laughs> I thought we might throw our discussion open to include Narrowly. What do you think?
2: Uh, it's okay by me.
1: Good. Oh, thank goodness I finally get to say something. <laughs> you're you know, sit there, <laughs> I'm not relegated silent. to the
3: end of the show. No, you're on you're the, oh, front, I'm, you're in I'm the front row. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm <laughs> excited.
1: So, well, here's the thing. We've chosen to focus today's program on God's creation as it is manifest through the power of the spoken word. In particular, our focus is on the science of the spoken word, something all of us who follow the teachings of the Ascended Masters are particularly tuned into. Also, I want our listeners to know that we have two wonderful excerpts coming up from a lecture on the Science of the Spoken Word by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and these really cover the bases and will be well worth your time to pause in your busyness and listen in. You won't be disappointed. And one other quick note. In our tease for today's program, we mentioned that we, mankind, by our choices, have messed up God's perfect creation. We didn't bring that up to cause any guilt or remorse. We simply mentioned it because we all have free will. We want to make it our will to outpicture only the perfection of God and not try to perfect our human manifestation. You'll never be a perfect human, but with the aid of prayer and decrees, you will gradually put on the Christ a perfect expression of your divine nature. So now I'd like to simply throw this topic out there and start by asking narrowly to, to give us a thumbnail summary of the science of the spoken word, what it is, how it works.
3: You've got 20 seconds. No. <laughs> no, okay. We're, we're, my soundbite. We'll
1: just we'll just, just, just chime in as the spirit moves. Okay.
3: Well, the science of the spoken word is particularly powerful, and I think the thing that's really interesting is that it synth- synthesizes the uh, spoken word of East and West. You know, mm-hmm. in the East we have ah. the Buddhist mantras, in the West we have the Our Father, the Hail Mary, whatever. But the science of the spoken word has really put the two together, and really goes back back, back in mm-hmm. time, even to the days of Atlantis when sound actually created um, the Golden Age civilization. And the reason that civilization actually fell was because of the perversion of sound. So it's something that's pretty ancient, and I think most people, when they get into it, they realize, you know, this isn't new to me. I remember this. This yeah. is part of my being.
1: Well, we, I think we yeah. accept the reality that, that there is power
3: in mm-hmm. sound. I mm-hmm. mean, this
1: is not something that... Uh, We just simply say um, science has proven it.
3: No, our our words are very powerful. Yeah. Think about all the words that you say every day. (laughs) I mean, how many, I don't know, thousands of words we might say every day. And how many of them do we use in a positive way to uplift? Tom, it's great to see you. You're looking wonderful. Yeah. Or how many times do we just be disparaging or put people down? And that's... That's powerful. Well, has Either way, for good or bad, it's powerful. For good right. or bad,
1: I know that uh, 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 Mrs. Prophet has suggested on numerous occasions that we go on a voice fast. And see <laughs> uh, how good we feel at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, we really do. Because
3: yeah. every time you use that energy, chatter, 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 you're giving away your light and energy. Yep. Yep. And so those periods of silence, so we all need to kind of check ourselves and go within and just say, you know, is what I'm about to say helping or hindering? And if it's hindering, just be quiet. Just be silent. <laughs> yeah. And listen to somebody. You know, yeah. Listen to them because it's powerful when you listen to them.
2: And, and you know, uh, I want to make the point that practice makes perfect because <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it goes as well. I mean, we talk about decrees on this program mm-hmm. a lot, but mm-hmm. also kind of relates to what you just said. If yeah. you start practicing the fact yeah. that, uh, okay, I'm going to say kind things uh, now yeah. for, uh, yeah. for the next hour, let's yeah. say. Start with an hour. I'm going to say only kind things the next hour and see how hard it is or how easy it is. Yeah. And then we can do the same thing, obviously, with our prayers and our decrees. Well, you know, you're bringing up something that I think a lot of people benefit from.
1: I know it has been a benefit to me, and that is creating intention statements. Mm. Actually focusing on something. You know, We mm-hmm. talked about before, if, yes. you aim, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. Yeah. Have something to aim at. Have an intention. Have a goal. Have a, yeah. have a place that you want to take your energy. And like you said, Terry, for the next hour, I'm going to be only kind. I'm going to say generous things. I'm going to and if you know, you build add, this momentum. If yeah. you
3: add to that an affirmation, you know, yeah. in the name of the Christ, by the grace of God, I will overcome this habit. Mm. You just say it maybe 50 times a day. You know, you, It programs your subconscious. It works really well. And after a while, you become it. And before you know it, You've overcome that, and you haven't. Even, you look back and go, wow, when did that happen? I don't know.
2: <laughs> we outpicture we what we focus on. And you write it down on a little sticky, and yeah. you put it on the mirror. Put it on the mirror. <laughs> yeah.
3: Can I get back to something you said about practice makes perfect? And I think yes. I want to encourage our listeners, just start small, a few decrees, a few mantras, just say them slowly with devotion and love, and then as you develop a momentum on them, you can speed them up a little bit, and they'll just get easier and easier. Mm -hmm. And you'll find, you'll wake up in the morning, and and your higher self is saying them back to you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ever (laughs) had that happen? Yeah. 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 numerous
1: times. And and this brings up another point, too, which is that the science, it's an exact science. It's very When we're talking about decrees in particular, Mm -hmm. particularly those that have come to us through the Ascended Masters, these are mathematical formulas. (gasps) They work because they are designed to work. They're alchemical formulas.
3: Yeah, well, each word is a formula, is a part of that formula. Each word is a cup of life light. It's mm-hmm. very specific. It's in a certain order. It has a certain rhythm to it. And it's designed for the Western mind to really understand. And so you can actually have visualizations with it. You see what the words say and you say, well, I can visualize that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you bring this up to the Western science, and you mentioned it earlier about the fact that on the East, we have, mm-hmm. we have these fiats and mantras and mm-hmm. chants, etc., there is a momentum that's established mm. over time as these are delivered so that when we are mm. doing a decree or a mantra or a chant, we're, we're, we're tuning into that we're momentum. We're tying into that yeah, momentum, exactly. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing to, Yeah.
3: you
1: know, I mean, for me at least... There have been times when I've actually felt the power. Yeah. And I didn't think it was necessarily simply emanating from me. I was tapping into something that was yeah. greater. It was the- Something
3: that's greater than you. And, you know, it's the word is now. You know, if you take a piece of paper and fold it in three parts like this mm-hmm. and, and this is not, see. This
1: is not made for radio, folks. This is not made for radio. But <laughs> if
3: you just take a piece of paper, two folds, and just collapse it down like a concertina, mm-hmm. past, present, future, it's all there. It's, it's all, all there. one. Yeah, oh, so, and, and and so no the space. word the word goes back into the past. Mm-hmm. Past it goes back. Mm-hmm. It goes forward into the future, and it's now.
2: You know, uh, uh, you you mentioned the fact that uh, this is a science, and that that was always what was amazing to me when we when, when I first got on this path. So, it if it's a science, we are a laboratory, and we can mm-hmm. go ahead and we can prove the science, science. by uh, yeah yeah.
3: Well, all you have to do is just experiment. Just try it. That's all we're asking people to do. Just try it. We all just tried it. Yeah. And and once you get into it and you realize it works, Yeah. oh, my goodness. The
1: proof is in the pudding. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You,
3: you're going to do it every day because you just know your day goes better.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned the, the East and the West, the, the merging, the, the harmonious joining of the two. I think it's a good time now to play this first excerpt you know, from this lecture by uh, uh-huh. Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the science of the spoken word because she does kind of go into the mantras and the fiats and the prayers and the decrees and kind of brings it all into a central point. So I think without any further ado, let's listen to that first excerpt now.
4: The science of the spoken word has come down in every religion, every adoration that man has had of God through the ages. For man has attempted to verbalize his adoration. And by so doing, by employing the spoken word, he has merged with the word, the Logos of God. On page 12 of this book, we have definitions of forms that have been used by mankind in the exercise of the throat chakra. First, there is the prayer. Prayer is a devout petition to or any form of spiritual communion with God or an object of worship, a spiritual communion with God or an object of worship as in supplication, thanksgiving, adoration, or confession, a formula or sequence of words used in or appointed for praying. The Lord's Prayer is such an example. It is a petition or an entreaty. Maitreya, in his statement on the overcoming of fear through decrees, explains to us that prayer represents a certain development, a certain level on the path of initiation. Prayer can never be dispensed with, but it can be added to. As long as we dwell in the footstool kingdom, we will pray, Our Father who art in heaven. But we can add to the prayer the more masterful exercises of the spoken word, such as the invocation, the mantra, the chant, the decree, and the fiat, the affirmation, and the call. Let us consider each of these. The invocation, the act of invoking or calling upon a deity, spirit, for aid, protection, inspiration, the like, supplication, any petitioning or supplication for help or aid a form of prayer invoking God's presence, said especially at the beginning of a public ceremony, a call to God or to beings who have become one with God to release power, wisdom, and love to mankind, or to intercede in their behalf, supplication for the flow of light, energy, peace, and harmony to come into manifestation on earth as it is in heaven. An invocation is a call it is going within for the action of the call. And we understand when we give an invocation, as with each of these forms, that it is God in us who is making the application. In other words, God is invoking, God is the invocation itself, and God is the answer or the return current of energy in answer to the invocation. An invocation can be made by you because the Christ, the light, lives within you. Jesus said, Whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Calling in the name of Jesus the Christ, making an invocation in his name, by cosmic law, must always receive the answer. But not only in the name of Jesus the Christ, but in the name of every other son or daughter of God who was ever united with the Christ. This law is universally applicable, and it means that you can call in the name of your own Christ self to God and to God individualized as your own I Am Presence. If you see an accident happening, you are on the scene. You can release the energy for healing, for harmony, for help to those involved in the following manner. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I call to the heart of God for divine assistance, for divine intercession, for light to descend, and for the protection of all those involved. Let thy will be done, O God.
1: Oh yeah, I think I want to hear more about that. I do. I
2: <laughs> do. We're just getting
1: started. That was just a tip of the iceberg. So please stay with us. When we return, we'll hear more from that lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the science of the spoken word. Don't go away.
0: The Voice America seventh wave channel. Seep greater awareness At the Summit Lighthouse our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now back to the open door.
1: And welcome back. We are back for more. We hope we that you are too. Uh, we're going to continue now with our lecture on the science of the spoken word by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Here it comes.
4: Now, I think one of the most important aspects of the science of the spoken word that needs to be dealt with is the matter of whether or not we are worthy of commanding the energies of God, of taking these energies, of calling them forth in the name of the Christ. It is important then that we establish who has given us the authority to make these invocations. Where is that authority derived from? And can we be absolutely certain that we do have the right to make calls, to make demands upon life and the energies of life? To me, the prophet Isaiah gives the answer and teaches better than I can teach where this authority comes from. The prophet Isaiah was a high initiate of the Great White Brotherhood. He had great vision of God, and he saw what would come to pass in the nation of Israel. It was he that perceived the coming of the rod of Jesse, the branch. And so this is the word that was given to Isaiah. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. If man did not require the girding of the Lord a circle of protection that God alone is qualified to give. Then the Lord would not make provision for it when man does not even know him. The following verse makes clear the requirement of the law regarding the manifestation of God's grace in his protection. This is from Isaiah. Thus saith the Lord. The Lord is the law of the word. The Holy One of Israel. The sacred unifier the one fire of all that is real, and his maker, the originator of man, the I Am Presence. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. Ask me for dispensations of mercy on behalf of my offspring, and concerning the work of my hands. Command ye me. Here God is asking you not only to petition him for grace and mercy, That these might abound on earth as in heaven, but also to command him, to command his energy to do his will in and through you, to work his works upon earth and in your life. He is in fact telling you that you must command him to descend into your being if you would experience him in consciousness. Why is this so? The reason is plain. God gave you the gift of free will and the responsibility to take dominion over the earth thereby relinquishing his own jurisdiction in the footstool kingdom. If in the daily exercise of free will and in the course of taking dominion over the earth, you desire the assistance of the Most High, you must command him to descend into your world, into your life, in the same manner as Jesus taught his disciples to pray in the imperative, saying, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Even in the Lord's Prayer, the most simple form of communion, there are fiats released, and that is how Jesus taught us to pray. Giving God commands, give us this day our daily bread, that is a fiat. By consciously willingly united your forces with God's, making your will one with and subject to the divine, and then commanding the Almighty to enter your world and to exercise his dominion, you return to him the authority that he gave to you. That is the heart of free will. Free will means you have the opportunity to return to God the authority that he first gave to you. In this manner, the soul is infilled and infired with the Spirit of God, and you become the supreme manifestation of God's authority, his will and his dominion on earth. The ritual of asking that you might receive, of seeking that you might find, of knocking that the door might be opened, is the key to self-mastery through conscious cooperation with God. If you would conquer this synthetic image in self and society, you must replace the relics of its sinful sense of subservience to an angry, vengeful God with a scientific understanding of the cosmic law that states the call compels the answer. If you find it hard to believe that mortals could be vested with the authority to command God, let us explain that when the Lord says, Command ye me, he is speaking directly to the real man whom he hath made, and not to the synthetic image. You might say, I am not fully manifesting the real man. John the Beloved said, Until your synthetic consciousness is replaced by the real, You have an advocate with the Father, the Christ, in whose name you may, with the full authority of your God-presence, command the energies of the Holy Spirit into action. There you have the essence of why and how this law is applicable. The real you, your real self, your Christ-self, has the authority to command the energies of your I Am-presence. This is why. Hundreds of years later, after Isaiah spoke and heard the word of God saying to him, Command ye me, Jesus said, Whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. The exact same law, repeated again, shows us that we have a right to command God if we command in the name of the Christ, whether in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Christ self, or in the name of any son or daughter of God who has become one with that Christ. This is the mathematics of being. It is not really complex, but to understand it, you need to be imbued with the power of the Holy Spirit. There is no question that the Bible has been tampered with. What is there is indeed the living word of God. What concerns me is what is not there, what has been omitted. The warning went forth at the end of the book of Revelation. Any man that tampers with this book, his name is going to be stricken from the book of life. That warning was given by Jesus to John, the beloved, who wrote down the book of Revelation. Because Jesus already knew and saw that his teaching and his word had been tampered with and would be tampered with. The fallen ones who have infiltrated the Church for 2,000 years have carefully deleted every aspect of truth that would relate you to your real self, your Christ self, and your God mastery. Because of these deletions, we have to return to what remains as sacred writ with the Holy Spirit and extract the living truth not as dogma and doctrine, but as the living law of the cosmos. God did not intend mankind to be slaves to a civilization, a corrupt economy, a corrupt government, to continually be milked of their light, to remain as vegetables, and to not know who they really are. God did not intend this. Jesus did not intend it. The fact remains that civilization is crumbling. The pollution of the environment is becoming such a threat that the entire planetary body is sick with a cancer of human bondage and human hatred. Amidst all of this, can we really say that we have the word and the teaching that is for our soul's liberation? If it were there, if the true teachings of Buddha and Christ were there, we would not be in the state that we are in. But we have had the true wheat, the true germ of our identity, taken from us, and what is left is the husk, the husk of life. So you can see that where there have been major deletions of the understanding of the law, the ascended masters have filled in, with their teachings and with the interpretation of the Holy Spirit. Because they have been found worthy to be received by God, all who are made one with a real image are worthy to command him into action in the world of form. Now all of the decrees and invocations which you will find in our book for Keepers of the Flame, Invocations and Decrees for Keepers of the Flame, are based on this science, that any call made in the name of the Christ to God, to the I Am Presence, to the ascended hosts of light, is instantaneously answered and delivers into this octave energy that coalesces reality. That essentially, then, is the teaching of the science of the spoken word. There is much more that can be said, and it is all contained in this book. If you will study it, you will find kernels of truth continually being revealed. It's very interesting that God said, My word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word shall not return unto me void. We are made in the image and likeness of God, that which God claims for himself, God in us claims for the manifestation of God. We must realize, because the Bible says, that by thy words thou shalt be justified, by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The power of the spoken word Everything that proceeds from the mouth returns to the being and consciousness of the individual. This is the law of energy in action. The misuse of the throat chakra results in all types of disease, most notably throat cancer, lung cancer. We find that the plagues of our misuses of the chakras are upon us in this age because we're living in the end of times, when all that which has been sown over thousands of years is coming back full circle into the four lower bodies of individuals. We find that the cure for cancer has not been found because cancer is the returning to the four lower bodies of all of the energy that has been misqualified. What does man have, then, as the mercy of the law and the mercy of God to intercede for him when all of his misuses return to his doorstep? What can he do? Is he the victim of his karma? No, he is not the victim of his karma, unless he chooses to be the victim of his karma. He has the authority of the Christ. He has the knowledge of the sacred fire of the Holy Spirit and of the violet flame, which, when invoked, will transmute that energy before it destroys him. Are we going to be destroyed by our karma? Are we going to allow the planet to be destroyed by our karma? No. We're going to use the power and the science of the spoken word. And in the invocation of the light of God that never fails, we have dispensations of mercy for the transmutation of that energy before it manifests as the plagues and the wars and the rumors of wars and all that has been prophesied as the coming of the end of the age. Something to understand about prophecy is that prophecy can always be changed by the law of free will. God has always told mankind what would come upon the world if mankind did not respond and follow the teachings and the laws of God. God has always promised that if mankind would keep his covenants, that all would be well. We see then that until the crystal is crystallized, until the mist or the energy becomes crystallized in form, there is always that moment of choice when it can be changed, when it can be reversed. So the action of the light, of your own God Presence, is sufficient unto all manifestations in your life, every energy veil, e-veil, energy veil, is the name for evil. Any evil that comes upon you is an energy veil which at some time or another in your past existence you have created by the misuse of free will. Unwittingly, unknowingly, perhaps ignorantly, perhaps maliciously, yet you have created it. You are the creator. You will have to come to grips with that which you have created.
1: Oh, there's a, a note. <laughs> We've talked about karma many times. Is another um, aspect of that right there. Anyway, um, up next, our weekly Q&A. Uh, so please stay with us.
0: Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
5: access lesson one right now completely free no login required simply go to tsl.org keepers and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical ascended master teachings lessons are printed or available online for anytime anywhere access and anyone can join Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
1: And we are back once again and happy to have Dr. Narrowly Duffy with us as we discuss why the science of the spoken (laughs) word is so important. If we didn't know that beforehand, if you listened to that lecture excerpt, boy, I sure did spell it out. Sure oh, was okay. <laughs> great. Well, you know, as we've noted, God's creation began with the fiat, let there be light. So what is the relationship between light and sound, since we are taught that sound is the essential first cause of creation?
3: Well, sound is the ultimate source of light, and in the book of Genesis, which you just quoted, let there be light, it shows that the light proceeds from the sound. God spoke the sounding of the word, and then the light appeared, which was the first act of creation. So that's the connection. That's it, huh? Which I didn't realize until you asked me that question, (laughs) and I had to look it up.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm always wonder too, because they seem two distinct things, but nonetheless, you said... One
2: originates the others.
1: Yeah,
3: so. and that's an affirmation you can give. Let there be light. Yeah. Let, there be light. <clears throat> let there be light. Let there be light.
2: That's a good one. Let there be
3: light into my family. Let there be light into my business. Let there be light into the economy. And
2: let there be light into Terry. Yeah, Terry. yeah, into my car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, speaking of sound... <clears throat> And Mrs. Prophet touched on this kind of, but isn't it true that a lot of karma is made through our throat chakras? We see people with throat cancer and one thing and another, and and like she says, it's it's coming back around for balancing.
3: Well, they say it's one of the most misused chakras or spiritual centers, Mm -hmm. and uh, we alluded to that earlier. You know, how many words? (laughs) Yeah, we make a lot of karma with our mouths, Mm -hmm. and it's better to be silent than to speak. You know, and I just. I just want to say, you know, I picked up on what she said about the the throat chakra and the misuse and the cancer. Mm -hmm. And I've had cancer twice myself, Mm. and uh, I know there was some returning karma there. But I also want to say, because I know that there's people out there listening, and they may think, "Oh, you know, I caused my cancer." You know, you can look at it that way, and you can go to the cause and core of it. But also remember that in this time and age, many people are actually bearing the burdens of the earth and of the planet and of their fellow man um, in their bodies and it's so it's it is one of the last plagues and hmm. uh... We're, we're intended to overcome it but um, i just don't want people to walk away thinking you know oh well i i did it i caused it so, so yes, there be, is returning karma they but but could
2: be holding a balance for for right, others and right. for the earth so to speak
3: there right. are some who are buddhas and bodhisattvas who volunteered uh-huh. to take that disease into their body uh... to transmute it
1: yeah, well, you know, you're bringing up something that I think we might even develop a show on at some point. It has to do with embracing what comes to us with gratitude, yeah. looking at it as if there is a silver lining. Now, nobody's yeah. going to see perhaps a silver lining in cancer. But by the same token, if they recognize that something has come upon them that we talked about this last show, you remember where he said when you're afflicted, sometimes you can recognize that as perhaps God's mercy and yeah. somebody bringing it back. And this is him saying, I love you so much, I'll, I'll give you this. Yeah. So we can embrace that in turn and say, Thank you, maybe with a qualification. Thank you for you, the
3: lesson. And yeah. thank you. And you know, and if you ask yourself the question to ask is, you know, what is God wanting me to learn in this situation that I just can't seem to learn anyway else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think that Is a is a powerful question, and I think that people really understand this at a deep soul level. I've met with many people who've had cancer. You know, you go to the hospital, you talk to them. You know, they they understand these things. And when you get through the process of going through your treatment, you get to the other side and you realize, wow, this really actually was a gift. I learned so much. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy or my best friend, but you know, I did. It was a great teacher. It was it was a great teacher. Well, you know, uh, we talked
1: about, um, we've talked about this many times, in the science of the spoken word, particularly as we employ the violet flame, to accelerate yeah. the transportation of our karma. Mm. Um, you know, what's happening there? Is, is time speeded up? <laughs> you, know? you know,
3: when you, yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting question. I don't know, and I think this is my answer. I don't think it's actually a matter of time and space. I think it's happening at a level that isn't even time and space. It's in that spaceless, timeless warp, you could say. It's (laughs) macrocosmic. It's microcosmic. It's happening at other levels of being, in the world at large and in our inner world. And the interesting thing about the violet flame is it goes into the cells to remove the darkness, to remove the density, to remove that karma that's clogging the cells and atoms and stopping them from flowing in a more holistic way. And that's what really, that's what's happening in the cancer or the illness at that cellular level. So I, the violet flame goes back and changes the past. But I think in one way, instead of saying, you know, is it really accelerating time and face, space, maybe it's making time stand still so that we can have the opportunity to change it and transmute it. Well, are we going back to your little, <laughs> your little crinkly paper thing? Here? It me, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm into collapsing time and space today. Yes, well, I will. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> and, uh, and
2: let me describe that. That was like a brochure with the past, with the last yes. page turned uh, yes. the other way. So it was yeah. accordion style.
3: It was accordion style.
2: Okay. Can, can <laughs> My you dad
1: just
3: taught me that. see this? <laughs> My dad taught <laughs> me that. To, you know, you, you get a piece of That's paper good, and, you, and you have two folds and you make a little accordion out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and where is now? You know, you, you, you press it's that all point. Now. It's all now. Yeah. Past, present, and future, it's all happening. It's all now.
1: So this is my doppelganger talking to you right so now. So you
3: need to use the violet plane to transmute past, present, you and future. Yes, use it every day. Yeah. Let me
2: talk to you about colors. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, goody. The body, right. All the chakras. Yes. And so let's focus on the throat chakra, which yes. uh, the base color of the throat is blue. It's blue. So when you give decrees, does this mean that all decrees are blue?
3: Not really. Um, There are decrees on the seven rainbow rays, which also correspond to the seven different chakras or spiritual centers. So there are at least seven different ways to call forth or invoke God's energy and light. Blue is the color of power and faith and protection and goodwill. But there are decrees, for example, on the pink ray of divine love for bringing better relationships and harmony into our world. There's yellow or wisdom decrees for illumination and understanding. There's green ray decrees for healing and wholeness, and on and on. So. And violet flame. And violet flame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have we covered them all? Well, <laughs> there's uh, white, there's white, ones white for uh, the base yeah. of
2: the spine the chakra, purity. Of
3: purity. Yeah.
2: Serapis bay. Yeah. I, Discipline. I yeah.
3: Discipline. Yeah, architecture. Yeah, architecture. It
2: yeah. just goes on and on. Tom. It just goes on and on. There's no end to it. <laughs> right.
3: And then there's the secret race, but we're not going to talk about them because that's secret. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we can have a program on that one day. We, we could, yeah. It'll be silent. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, we talk about decrees as a spoken mm. uh, process, but can they be silent and internalized?
3: Well, you can do them silently if you have to, um, but they're meant to be spoken out loud. And that's because they're much more powerful and effective because the physical plane is the plane of our karma. It's where we created our karma. And the word is, is if, if it's spoken in the physical plane, it affects us right where we are and it gets right to that karma. But, you know, if I'm in a situation where I just can't say it out loud because there's people around or something, mm-hmm. I'll just say it internally. It works. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I've gotten to the point on airplanes I used to say it all internally, but now there's so much background noise in planes I just kind of mumble to myself and people don't mind I had a little boy <laughs> ask me if I was
1: an air marshal. I was doing uh, Michael's yeah. uh, in an airplane before yeah. it took off, yeah. and I was kind of had my hand up to my yeah. ear, and he saw me looking like I was talking to my watch. Yeah. And he came over and he said, are you a sky marshal? I said, no, but I'm in touch with, with the sky marshal. I can't do Michael. Michael. Oh, that's a great
2: answer. One. The big one. Oh, my God." You know, we uh, earlier we touched on mantras and chants and so forth, and, yeah. and many religions and spiritual paths yeah. and employ these as spoken prayers or one sort or another. So are they equally powerful? Uh, they're Eastern all powerful.
3: West? They're all effective. But actually the science of the spoken word is the step up of all the different prayer forms. It's actually a new dispensation mm. for a new day and a new age. Mm-hmm. So that's why people find, oh, okay, I can do the Eastern stuff, I can do the Western stuff, and I do all that. But if I do the science of the spoken word, it's it's a step up. It's more powerful. Well, I get I get better results quicker.
2: You yeah. know, you wanted to you wanted to touch on on Bain repetition. repetition, and, yes. and it was uh, something we had made a note. Would that would that be fit in kind of with what yeah. you're talking about right now?
3: Well, when we repeat a decree, it reinforces the decree over and over, and it builds a momentum. So each time you give it, it ties into. A more powerful level. But some people think, well, if you just sing a prayer more than once, it's vain repetition. Mm -hmm. But actually, there's nothing vain about it because we know the words and the decrees are such that.
2: Maybe I jumped ahead here.
3: No, that's okay. Um, The words and the decrees are such that you actually build a momentum when you give it.
1: Yeah. Well, and, we talked about that before, and that there is a universal yeah, momentum
3: that we right. tap into. And if you put your heart and your love and your devotion into it, there's nothing vain about it.
2: And there's light and, and life in, in each one of these, and we talked about that, each one of these words, which is a cup of light, and so...
3: Yeah, yeah, guys you're, you're infusing you're infusing them with light and meaning and love and feeling and adoration, and yeah, that's victory, not vanity.
1: Well, and you know, yeah. when you talk about repetition, uh, should be noted here that in the practices that we have with the Ascended Master teachings and with decrees, sometimes we say a decree only once. Right. Sometimes we say it 144 times in a row. Yeah. You know, that there are ways in which we do this, and ways in which we, you know. Manage the practice so that ultimately what we are doing is kind of taking our chakras for right, a spin.
3: Right, You know, we get it
1: yeah. um, ready going.
3: And that's the part that's the science. Yeah. And, and then there's the part that's the art of the decree. Yeah. Well, it's a
1: science and an art. Uh, you know, uh, decreeing properly can take some getting used to, particularly when it comes to the speed of delivery. Can you talk a little bit about this and the benefits of decree, yeah. pace, you know, yeah. fast, slow, yeah. intermediate? Yeah. Is there a preference? This is
3: often a, often a point of confusion. The best speed is the right speed for you. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say slowly. that. slowly. <laughs> Build a momentum gradually. Don't worry about everybody else's doing. Yeah. Just make sure that you're right with God, that you pour your love into the decree, that you've centered in your heart. And God is giving the decree through you, and you become the answer to the decree. And you are the decree. You are the Word, the yeah. Living
1: Word, and and that's something that uh, Mrs. Prophet said. She said that God is the Decreeer, God is the Decree, and, and God, God is that is thing answer. which is the answer, answer to the, the decree. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that too. And I remember when I was first getting into these teachings, well, that was one of the things that really stuck with me was, "I am the only presence acting here." Yeah, God is the doer. Yeah. We talk about this doing, you know, everything we say, think and yeah. do is using God's energy. Right. Another yeah. way of saying it.
3: So your life becomes a prayer. Your life becomes
1: Exactly.
2: A prayer. And and that gets and, and that touches on that, that phrase, I am that I am.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. You know? As above, so below.
2: Yeah, and it's it's all one. Well, we've
1: got to take a break, right okay. now. This is really good. I, I hope don't we want come to, right. I know we'll <laughs> come back to this for sure. <laughs> yeah. When we return we will continue our discussion of the science of the spoken word with Dr. Narrowly Duffy. Please stay with us.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Be Extraordinary Be the Change At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
1: Okay, I'm feeling we're pretty engaged here in this subject. Let's talk some more about the science of the spoken word. And as we get into this again with this last segment, I want to mention to you that you can find The Science of the Spoken Word by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get it through our bookstore. If you go to tsl.org, you'll find it there. Um, Also, we have Keepers of the Flame lessons. You've heard the promos during our show. The Keepers of the Flame are available. The lessons are available in print and in e-form, digital form. So you can get... uh, a lot of information about the science of the spoken word through those, um, and there's many other things too. But those give you a good start.
2: Mm. Narrowly, uh, uh let me ask you this: um, It seems sometimes that the energy we harness through the through the spoken word is impersonal, because a you know a negative prayer or a wish can you know mm-hmm. create just as powerfully as a positive one. So how how do we best understand this?
3: Well, we have to understand that everything is energy. So in that sense, it is impersonal. It's a bit like a boomerang. You send it out, it goes out, it gathers more of its kind and returns to us with a warmth. And it can be, if you send out a negative prayer or wish, or wish somebody ill, it's going to return to us as well. We pay the price and we learn the lesson. We might get ill. It's simply like an voodoo. impersonal, yeah, well that's really what voodoo is. Yeah. That's uh-huh. what black magic is. And sad to say, some of us
1: are the victims of it. And some of us
3: it? actually practice it and we don't realize that we do. When you're doing gossiping over the back, fence, criticism, oh. condemnation, and judgment, you're sending out this energy, and it works for everybody. It's in personal law. You're a king or a pauper, a male or a female, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What you send out, comes back.
1: And sometimes you hear that old phrase where your ear's burning, yeah. you can feel it. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you can. Yeah. And, you
3: know, you wake up some days, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to my husband the other day and I said, just feel funny today. We were, we were stumbling around, making mistakes that we don't normally... And then we realized that there was a certain person that was sending us mm. that kind of energy of just condemnation. So what do you do? You just turn around and you say, Dear God, I bless that person. I return the energy to its source. By the grace of God, let there be light. It will not touch me. And so you become a master of the energy rather than letting the energy sit on you. And right. can
1: you also ask that the energy be returned to sender, yes, magnified by can. cosmic law? <laughs> yeah, you
3: can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. It's called reversing. The tide, yeah. reversing the standing tide. on the shore, and just rolling it back. That's good. There's, there's, and the, and the, art is to know when to get out of the way yeah. <laughs> and when to stand there. <laughs> <laughs> that train that's barreling. That's down on right. your head, You might yeah. want to step yeah, aside. The yeah, the animals,
2: the animals, yeah. and the elephants know to go to a yeah. high hill when yeah. the tsunami's coming. Yeah. in. Yeah, and they? so we
3: have to be in better attunement. We have yeah. to have that animal. Instinct Seek better. the high ground yeah. yeah, and if we listen to the voice of our Christ self It will, it will warn you If you yeah. look back on something You will often get the warning But you go, eh
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's right
3: so practice with the little things.
2: Well, when, when we decree for others, is there any risk in creating unwanted karma with them? I mean, you know, maybe somebody doesn't really want our prayers. <laughs> yeah,
3: they don't want to give up the alcohol right now. Yeah. Well, the good point, that's a very good point, which is why we always adjust our prayers to the will of God. Mm-hmm. And we say, not my will, but thine be done. Yep. And this absolves us of any karma through wishing and willing towards another person. And, you know, the really good thing is, is that light and energy gets stored in their causal body up the top of their mighty mm-hmm. iron and Presence. And maybe ten years later they say, you know, I really do want to not be an alcoholic anymore. God help me. That's when your prayer comes down.
1: Uh-huh. Wow, so this accumulation is, well, cool. this might be an oversimplification, but kind of a yeah. magic get-out-of-jail-free card. card.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. But, but, do not pass go, do not collect your Well, money. you know, <laughs> shouldn't
1: we add this fine print to all of our wishes and aspirations?
3: Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, a lot of us do. Just, you know, let this call or decree... Be adjusted according to the will of God. Amen. One
1: you know, sentence. I, was, I had a conversation with somebody very recently about this very thing, and they said, you know, I realized that when I was saying that, I was canceling out what I was wanting. And I said, maybe you can look at that, that God's will yeah. is compatible yeah. and complementary to yours. He's always abundant, generous. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah. It doesn't cancel the human desire to have abundance, for example, or health, yeah. or whatever. you know. So, well, yeah. And there's
3: nothing that, that you would want for yourself or your family or your loved ones that's positive that God doesn't want for of you course. as well.
1: I think it's good to note because I think people do have a yeah. tendency to maybe go to that place of saying, well, if I adjust it to the will of God,
3: yeah. everything I want yeah. doesn't
1: get it to happen. It's only what He wants. And if I don't really know what that is, I'm kind of stuck in this limbo. Right. And,
3: that, and that's where we're all down here. <laughs> yes, right. Because we... We didn't surrender. We we didn't let go. We didn't yeah. say, you know, God, not my will but thine be done. And it and it takes trust. You have to trust that God is a loving God. He's not vengeful. He's not angry. He just wants you to learn the lesson. And he really wants the best for you. And once you get that, yeah, you, everything's great. You remember
1: the show we did? The Will of God the will is of God good. Is it's good. And that's mm. a nice
3: affirmation to give. It's a great affirmation. Especially one. on a Tuesday, which is the blue day, the throat chakra. That's right. oh, yeah, the yeah, will yeah. of God, will of like God is good. The will of God I like is that. good. And
1: I'm wearing a blue shirt. Oh I got a blue tie. Well, <laughs> I got a blue top. Good for
2: you, and you got a blue tie. We're in blue. <laughs> well, within this context of God's will. There is God's timetable for the outpicturing of answers to our prayers. I mean, uh, uh, So it seems that uh, we must learn to let go of our attachment to outcome, and that's not easy, is it? It's
3: not easy because it truly is on God's timetable and not ours, and there are cycles of karma and energy, and there's karma to be balanced, and there's lessons to be learned, and it just takes time. But then one fine day, the energy shifts, and you find the answer comes... And it might have been a prayer that you gave years ago, which finally cycles into the physical plane. Mm. So we do have to be patient, because mm-hmm. in patience we possess our souls. Wow.
1: In, in patience we possess our souls, in yes. In
3: patience possess ye your souls.
1: Well, yes. in, in that regard, in, in fact, as we practice any form of self-improvement, spiritually or otherwise, many of us has been we have been taught that um, if we say things again and again, That we build a positive momentum Mm -hmm. from our positive affirmations. And aren't decrees basically affirmations, positive affirmations?
3: Absolutely, they are. Every line of them is a positive affirmation. And they involve the science of the spoken word. They're positive. They're an art. They're a science. You affirm the good and then become God good.
2: Which is his will. Which is his will.
3: The will of God is good. And, and I'm thinking about
2: this, doing these decrees out loud. So we've talked about this. We yeah. heard in the in the lecture excerpt, and the decrees are best done aloud with energy and repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. How many repetitions <laughs> of each decree should we do? We talked about one, three, nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is there a minimum? What?
3: Well, there are certain formulas. The minimum is usually three times. And then you might go in multiples of three, nine, 24, and so forth. But you can give it until the Holy Spirit within you causes you to realize, okay, I'm done with this one. Yeah. And it might be after one time. Yeah. It may be such a point of balance and karma that you're just ready to give that fiat one time. And you say, the will of God is good, and that does it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
3: you have to be listening to the Holy Spirit giving the decree in you. You're not giving it. God's giving it in you. And as you give it, you'll know when enough is enough.
1: You know, yes. since we've kind of um, brought those two concepts more or less together, decrees and affirmations, um, wh- one of the really interesting facts I've heard, and this has, I guess, been scientifically proven, is that when you do an affirmation by itself, it's perhaps 10% effective. When you add visualization to it, and it pushes that up to maybe 50% effective, when you add passion, it's 100%. So mm-hmm. you have the decree, <laughs> you have the visualization of what it is that you're decreeing about, yeah. and you have this passion, you, you really infuse it with energy. Yeah. That makes it, that completes the
2: circle.
3: Yeah, because when you're engaged in the decree, all of your chakras are engaged and you can make great progress. You're not just decreeing, looking around the room, thinking about what's for dinner. You make <laughs> your attunement and center in your heart. <laughs> Speak clearly and slowly and out loud and add the visualization. Yeah.
2: And you, and you know, you have to, um, you have to be careful that you don't put anger into the passion, don't you? Because, oh
3: yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because anger is that negative energy, and it really negatively impacts it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, had, I, I had another question or two.
1: Oh, well, I know. <laughs> I had I had one big one, but did you? A, yeah. Well, you know what? Can I we can come back? Good. Come back. We'll, we'll let's do this again time. next week. Uh, yeah. Save those questions. Yeah. Again, you know, obviously another hour has just vanished, mm. and uh, we have to wrap things up. Um, Narely, thank you for being here, and thanks for engaging with us throughout the entire show oh, today. I, I like love the way this works. Like I like that better. It it's
3: really hard to wait to the end. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. bite your tongue. You it's yeah. all
1: this pending yeah, stuff Yeah, this pending, pending stuff, up. yeah. Well, I we want to thank all of you for joining us today, too. It's it's always a pleasure for us to do this. And I want to make a quick note that anybody who tuned in last week, and we heard uh, you heard a very truncated show. We had a flood. We've got some problems here. They're all fixed now. (laughs) The Internet went down. The Internet went down. Skype went
2: away. Spiritual tsunami.
1: We had all kinds of things anyway, folks. So want you to know we're happy to be back and with you 100%.
2: We are grateful. We are grateful. let there be light. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And as we
1: always like to say, though, the upward path may be difficult. The rewards are out out of this world. world. God bless you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.